I have bought the dinosaurs back from their extinction. Holy crap, really? Yes. How, that's impossible. How'd you do that? I extracted their DNA out of mosquitoes that were encased in amber. That's original and genius. Oh, I thank you very much. But even DNA wouldn't last 65 million years, and that's taking into account the fact that the dinosaurs were around at the last part of the world in the Cretaceous period and all, but, you know, they wouldn't last 65 million years. It's true. Some of the DNA has broken down, and there are missing segments. But how did you solve this conundrum? I managed to overcome this problem by simply splicing in the DNA of frogs. Frogs? Modern day frogs. Frogs are cute. I know. Frogs are friendly. Frogs aren't dangerous. Nothing can go wrong! One damn beast that's smart enough to know better. Podcast 40! You're putting that on. <laughs> really? Uh, what do you mean putting it on? That's not my real voice at all. <laughs> this is my real voice. Oh, God. What do you want from me? <laughs> I feel like I'm in an episode of the Mighty Boosh. <laughs> I see. I see that as a good thing. You see that as a bad thing. I do see that as a bad thing. <laughs> Terrible man. But podcast fourteen, it's here. It started. I know. Hey, guess what? People can listen to the podcast in a different way now. Good lord! They can what inject it into themselves and extract the information like a DNA, like like the very mosquitoes with the dinosaur DNA in them, and they could like listen to podcasts from the past. Sure. Yes. Sure. That's how they can listen to it. What they can do. <laughs> In real life. <laughs> have you just been eating sugar since have, you got no, back? I, 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 You're I, just I, really happy not to be living in a country town I, no, anymore. No, no, I just think I've come south and all the pressures have built up in my brain. That's how it works. Isn't it? I've come lower on the on the globe, therefore I'm heavier. My, the liquids, my humours are raised. I've got nothing. The, the sun's... The amount of bile... Ch- Chad's gravity <laughs> has not... Uh, it's pulling him... Oh, Chad's pulling me away! Actually, we're very far away from Chad. No, actually, we're the same distance from Chad, but we're getting less energy from Chad at the moment per square foot. Hence why it's winter. Yeah. That's science. Someone said in the survey that we didn't have science. That's science for you, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Did they? What? That we're not doing enough science? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't do enough science. Can we get back to Stitcher? You haven't even mentioned Stitcher. Just break it. Jump into the Okay. At the moment, if you want to listen to the podcast, you have to download it on your computer and then synchronize your iPod and then take it away. And then when you're on the bus, you can get to listen to it. All the other ways, of course, is to get those sticky plaster suction caps for your hands and climb up the wall where we are and yeah. just hang outside the window right now. And you can be hanging outside the window listening to us say all this and hear the unedited cut version director's thing. Uh, uh, it's vitally important that I make you very wary of this, listeners. You don't want to listen to the unedited <laughs> version of this podcast. Yes, you'll hear Dan say poop. <laughs> poop. You'll hear Greg just ramble about everything. <laughs> Not even nothing. Everything. One thing at a time. Like- just until it's, there's nothing left to talk about. Gregoire is a serial rambler. <laughs> now, if you suddenly realise, oh, I haven't synchronised my iPod, but I really want to listen to Smart Enough to Know Better, you can go to stitcher.com. And listen to it streamed on your mobile phone. And you can download the app if you have an app. I think they have all sorts of apps, all sorts of different platforms, iOS and Android. And you can download it and it will Even Blackberries. Good Lord. I know. Madness. And you can listen to us directly. So we're in august company. Many people are on Stitcher. 
Not just us. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. If, I think anyone can get on there. But uh, No, no. We went through a proper process. Good Lord. They had to let us on there. <gasps> and we've got a person. We've got a liaison. Hang on. So, wait. Now we're on Stitcher, and now I've gone insane, and I'm babbling crazy stuff. When, when our liaison listens to this, he's going to go, what have we done? Yes. Right. Why didn't you tell me this before the podcast started? I didn't think I had to. <laughs> You're a professional. <laughs> now, we sent out a survey recently. We did. And people responded. It was so nice. <laughs> we got 20 responses. 20 responses? Didn't we have 20 listeners? Hey. No, no we, we have 20 dedicated listeners. Well, it's been said before, if you get one complaint or one commendation from an audience member on television, it probably means 10 to 100 people are actually thinking the same thing. So we like to think that if 20 people got onto us, about 200 people are listening, but only 10% actually get onto us. And that probably fits, actually. From our data, that's about right. 200 is probably about right. Maybe yeah. a little Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's in that ballpark. Good. It's in that ballpark. No, even better, we've only got about 150 listeners, so that means that our listeners are more dedicated than the usual Pedantic listener. Pedantic nice people. Well, before we go on to the survey results, yeah. podcast 14. Yeah. 14, Dan. If we were counting on with a, the, like if your hexadecimal is base 16, yes. and, and we, we talk count on base 10, and base 2 is binary. So if this we, would be quadradecimal? No, supposedly it's tetradecimal. 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 Tetra being four, I suppose. And in anything higher than uh, base 14, 14 is written as E. There you go, which is confusing because that's the fifth letter in the alphabet, but I don't know why. They picked E, which is very interesting too. I'm trying interesting facts about the number 14, that's all. Oh, okay. That's, that's what I'm going for here. But there isn't a loss, which is kind of the annoying thing. No, no, 14 is a bit, a bit dull. It is a bit dull. It's a fortnight. It's a fortnight? That's in here too, yes. It's the number of legs on a woodlouse. Mm. Oh, wow. Uh, and it's Oh, the- actually, it's a very important number. Yes. Because the rule for how old or young your partner can be is half your age plus seven. So yes. if, if I was 30, then half my age is 15, plus 7 is 22. If I was dating anyone younger than a 22-year-old, yes. that would be weird. Yes, that rule's a silly rule. No, it's a great rule. If you're under 20, though, it's a bit weird. If you're under 20, no, it's perfect for if you're oh, under okay, 20. Oh, okay, 17, right. Yeah, because if you were 18, then half your age is 9, plus yes. 7 is 16. So if you were 18, you could date a 16-year-old. Right. But dating a 15-year-old would be a bit weird. How does it tie into 14? Because if you were 14, yeah. half your age is 7, 7. plus 7 is 14. Oh. So a 14-year-old can only date another 14-year-old. Right. So you can't date younger than 14. Right. According to that rule, which I think should be a law. And it, well, technically, yeah, you, you're not allowed to date anyone under, well, in Australia, anyone under 16. By dating, we mean sexual intercourse. Then it's, yeah, you go to jail forever and make, you know, do not yeah. ask, go, do not collect $200. Because yeah. that's being a pedophile. Yes, it, it even, or, or at least a sex offender of some sort. Yeah, you, and you can get in trouble. Right. The other one, that's exciting. That's a very weird, thank you, Dan. Uh, the <laughs> Bringing the tone down right at the start. Supposedly, according to Wikipedia, which we're not doing the competition anymore, I'm trying to get more information from Wikipedia. Wikipedia, so Dan yep. doesn't have an, a popularity. But the one that I really liked, so if we go hydrogen, helium, lithium, beryllium, boron, carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, fluorine, neon, sodium, magnesium, aluminium, silicon, 14. Silicon. Silicon's very important. Silicon is the eighth most common element in the universe. Oh, okay. So normally mixed with other things. You just go silicon floating through space. Yeah. But it's mixed with other things. Silicates, strangely enough. In space. Yes. Eighth most common element in the universe. Yep. On Earth. Where does it fit? In the, in, I'll give you a hint. It's in the top ten. Where did, is, it, is it the is it the most common element in, in the Earth crust? Is it the tenth most element, or is it somewhere in between? In the crust. In the crust. No, no, on Earth. On Earth. In the core as well. Uh, on Earth, as in from the atmosphere down to the core, middle to, of to the core. whole thing, the whole yeah. thing, the whole planet. I don't want to say crust because then people go. Yeah. Well, that's you, listener. The core is like lead or something, or iron, baby. That's why we have a magnetic field. 
Yes. Yes. Well, so for other reasons. Iron core, and that's a big chunk of it. Yes. And then there's magma. Magma. But magma is just melted everything. That's right. And we have a mantle and the crust. And silicon is that sand. Yeah. Lots of silicon in the yes. beach. Yes. And in our computers, a lot of computers. Yes. And deserts. And deserts. They're full, <laughs> they're full of silicon. Yeah. And glass. That's silicon. But I would have thought that there'd be a fair bit of carbon. There's a lot of humans. But yeah, really, remember, but remember we talked before. It's, it's one. We've talked about this on the podcast, haven't we? It's yeah. one, if you killed all the humans yep. and stacked them yep. like cordwood, yep. one kilometer square. Yep. God, I want to do that. Today's the day. Human slurry. No, no, no. I just want to stack you like cordwood in one kilometer squares. It's nothing personal. It's just you know, there'd be a fair bit of water, hydrogen and oxygen. Yes. Oh, good. But that's only on the surface. Like, there's hardly any water compared to every, all the mass. That's not true either. What? There's water, water, groundwater, and things. There's more water under the ground than there is on the oceans and that sort of stuff. Tons more water down there. Bucket loads of it. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. So, yes, I, the stuff I would have seen would, would have been all the oceans. Yes. There's a lot of ocean, obviously, but there's a lot of water in the ground. Oh. Groundwaters. Yeah, yes. I suppose there would be. Bucket loads of it, yeah. It's got to, it's got to it go somewhere. It would sink down. Yeah. Yeah. But it wouldn't go all the way to the... Oh, it's freaking me out now. <laughs> Not the, we kind of got the point. The point is silicon. Forget water. Oh, silicon. Look, I, four. Number four. four. Well, you're close. It's two. It's the second most common element wow. in our crust. But After normally iron? mixed with... Actually, oxygen is our first one. Oxygen? Well, yeah. But once again, we're talking mixed with other things. So silicon oxides and silicates and, and oxide. Oh, wow. It's all tied all in. Right. lots of oxide. Because like rust is, is yeah. iron oxide. So there's a lot of chemical... I thought that you could get solid oxygen. Yeah, that's, and that's what I was thinking with silicon. I couldn't work it either. But it's the second most common. There's science. You Not enough science. Science. Bitches. <laughs> Damn. You've learned something. Woo. I hope I'm right. <laughs> so the survey. We had many lovely people write in and say what they liked about the podcast, what they didn't like about the podcast, and sometimes random comments. Especially there's one who just went, I don't know what an SE2KB is, but I like supporting people on the internet. So I filled in your survey. Yeah. What? No, no, no. He said he liked to support things on the internet, and he's always happy to skew the results on a survey. <laughs> so thanks very much for that. You won't even hear me <laughs> calling you a prick. <laughs> the thing about this survey is that there are some people there who just loved the joke answers so much. I put the joke answers in there yes. to keep it fresh and keep it interesting. You weren't supposed to vote for the joke answers. <laughs> you knew as soon as, as soon as I saw that, I knew that that's what they would do. <sighs> you sons of bitches. <laughs> I Who we love put, and respect. I probably engage in animal cruelty. I got three people out of 20 said that they wanted to do that, that they were keen <laughs> to that. Look, that could just be the podcast. There are twice as many people who prefer to hear about my junk than comedy. <laughs> well, that's kind of the same thing. Hey! Uh, eight people find the comedy sketches intermittently hilarious. I'm it's really pleased with that. Intermittently hilarious. But yeah, you didn't actually put any positive ones in there. There wasn't that I like or dislike. It well, was kind of... I, I could have put, like, totally hilarious yes. all the f- time yeah but even i don't feel that way about the sketches <laughs> so especially after we've written them I, created them and edited them i can't work yeah, out if they're good best or not. case scenario half of them they listen to it and go oh that's really good because if, if there are people who laugh at every single one of them then we're not taking enough risks that's yes we should we should we're, we're being a bit too adam sandler about it there you go <gasps> and then almost as many found it vaguely amusing that's all right so that's good too that's good some people found it confusing i like that but no confusing what we're all about the dumb ones we, 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 we <laughs> and, want more we want more confusing sketches yeah, actually, I am pretty keen we to do that. Just, we just kept and like... uh, irritating. Only two people found it irritating. Good. That's nothing. That's that's 10%. 10%. That's it's tiny. tiny. We could lose tiny them. Amount. I know. <laughs> we could lose them. <laughs> and we're about to. <laughs> now, this is the odd one. A lot of the people who liked the podcasts 
said that they felt clever when they got the joke. Well, good. And then six of them said that they liked the terrible acting the most of all. Ah. Uh, well, we, we can keep doing that, gentle no listener. No one. I promise you. I promise you that we will keep continually bringing in terrible, terrible acting. No one picked the great acting. Ah. Uh, the really good acting. Well, maybe because we haven't done any. And six people decided that we were making an important assumption regarding our reaction to the sketches. <laughs> Once again, that's the joke now, answer. this is my favourite one. I had one in there. In regards to online surveys, I do fill out online surveys. I never fill out <laughs> online surveys. A little bit of meta humour there. Yes, yes. Exactly 50% each. I like to think our listenership got together and decided on that. That's what I'd like to, to think mess too. with our brains because it, it seems strange to me that they they all got together. You've been conspiring in a pub. Now, Mike, I don't mind that, but please invite us to the pub next time you go because we like pubs. Uh, and we'd love to talk to you. And you can all sit around. And we well, could, I do like pubs. Let's we, go to the pub. We could sit. We, could, we should have a smart enough to know about a meetup and we could like sit and espouse wisdom and crap in, in equal measure. Oh, that'd be great fun. Yeah. I tried to do that with a webcomic a decade ago. It was the most heartbreaking <laughs> thing of my entire life. You know what you're missing then? Me. <laughs> I just did the thumbs thing, by the way. So you didn't, no one else saw that. This guy. Now, I wanted to know whether people were able to define between your voice and my voice. Yes. Which one's which? Because in other podcasts, I know that that's a problem. Mm. You, have to, you have to listen to them a long time before you start working out who's who. Yeah. And so I had one which said, I seriously can't tell the difference between you both. Five out of 20 people said that they can't tell the difference between us. Oh, my God, we're like an amorphous blob of talent. I know. That's that's good. (laughs) So should I start to talk up a bit higher or do like a really offensive Asian stereotype? (laughs) Um, Chris Lilly it up, you mean? Chris Lilly it up, yeah. 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 Well, I suppose I could could talk like this from now on. I could be that guy. Ah, Dan, welcome to the podcast. I will... Hang on, this is tying into the terrible acting thing. Dan, do people people like that or dislike that? Hang on. Uh, No, they loved the terrible acting. Okay. okay. Oh, Oh, they loved the terrible acting. Don't. No, no. No, no. no. how about Australian? Me no Reiki? No, no, no. How about why don't you just go more nasally Australian? And I'll go sort of more ridiculously British. So I could go, oh, Dan, welcome to the podcast. We're going to be talking today about the number 14. (laughs) Kyoka. Uh, that might actually, but we should do an entire podcast where I am Lord Warrington Gregulus. Gregulus? Only three people said that they have more respect for Gregoire. Oh, no one likes me. Uh, when it came to people who have more respect for Dan Beeston, there were three people. <laughs> they got together again. To the people who responded to, ha, respect, there were nine. And that means we're doing our job correctly. Yeah. Can you make a podcast better than our podcast? Well, they, sh- they probably could. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> Stop killing our audience with getting other people involved. You know what I liked, though, mm-hmm. is that if you had comments on a news site and there was an angry guy on there, yes. he'd be like, oh, we should just effing shoot him, blah, yes. blah, blah, yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff. If maybe you were quite a clever person, mm. you'd be mm. like, oh, I'd want to fire him out of a catapult. <laughs> yeah, well, we, yes, we, our listeners are Our clever. listeners, they want to load someone into a trebuchet. Yeah, not, not Who even a... knows what a trebuchet is? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a, I do. Well, yeah, we do. I can, I can build one. Like it's a, you can build them in schools and things. Yeah, but trebuchet, it's got the arm, it's a sling one. And I know. Yeah, yeah it's, it's levers. You're using your fulcrum theory. Yeah. This is the one I wanted to bring up because this is interesting. Uh, someone wrote, WTF is with, and he wrote, <laughs> or she wrote, they wrote, the obsession with angry Hulk sex. I mean, everything about Bruce Banner grows apart from anything inside those purple shorts. Is he angry because he feels inadequate when he comes to pleasuring She-Hulk? Now, I have an issue with this. Go on. You know what my issue with this is? What's that? She-Hulk 
is Bruce Banner's cousin. It's Jennifer Walters. It's his cousin. He doesn't have sex with his cousin. If you're going to crap on our podcast about She-Hulk and the Hulk, get your bloody facts straight. Just don't come into my house and my podcast and fire out the Hulk information when you're going sex with cousins. Frustrating. It's his cousin. You were thinking of Betty Banner. Betty Banner's his girlfriend slash wife. Yes. Thank you. I I do like the notion of a rural Hulk who does sleep with his cousin. (laughs) The the country, like, red state Hulk. (laughs) The red Hulk. (laughs) There is a red Hulk. I know. He's angry. Hello. I'd like to buy some milk, please. Certainly, sir. What kind of milk would you like? Um... Uh, what what kind do you have? We have regular, reduced fat, low fat, skim, trim, modified, ultra filtration, lactose reduced, lactose free, cultured, fortified, flavored, ultra heat treated, evaporated, condensed, toned, and powdered. Um, that's nice, but what kind do you have? As I said, sir, we have regular, reduced fat, low fat, skim, trim. Y- yes, 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 I heard, but they're just variants of one kind of milk cow milk. What other kinds of milk do you have? Goat? Llama? Wombat? Perhaps if Sir told me what the milk was for, I could be more helpful. Drinking. And who would be drinking this milk? I didn't realise I'd need a stat deck stating the milky intentions of all and sundry to buy a bottle of milk. No, no, I, I meant, is it for anyone in particular? A child. Your child. Are you implying you thought me some kind of white baby slaver? Did you think that I had snatched away a baby from a loving couple and have now come into your shop looking for milk? No, I, I just meant... If so, sir, what kind of shopkeeper parlays with such a hideous specimen of humanity? Hmm? Hmm? I think this reflects worse on you than it does on me. No, I, I just meant you wanted the milk for your child. It is your child, isn't it? Of course it's my... Wait, you make a good point. Many animals use mimicry to confuse their predators or prey. Perhaps it is some kind of shaved chimp left behind by a hard-done-by chimp mother down on her luck. Uh... And and some sorts of moths disguise themselves as twigs and, and as other animals. Perhaps what I think is my child is actually a cunning moth using my paternal instinct to rear itself as it lies pretending to be my offspring. <laughs> If you believe that, then you might as well believe in fairies. Good point! There are many old stories about fairies sneaking into babies' bedrooms, stealing them away, leaving behind a block of wood cunningly disguised as the aforementioned stolen child. Oh, God. Using their fairy glamour, they cloud the mind of the parents to such an extent that they can never see through the ruse. Their real child trapped forever in the summerlands beyond the weirding wall. But how could I tell... Well, you could make a campfire out of it. Good idea. I could burn a block of wood, the same weight as my alleged child, in a controlled environment. By determining the amount of heat given off, I'd know the calorific content of the block of wood. I could then burn the alleged baby. And if it had the same calorific content as the control block of wood, I'd know the baby was actually a glamoured log forced upon me by the little people of myth and legend. What if it doesn't burn the same way? Oh, then I burnt a perfectly good baby. (laughs) My wife would be most annoyed. Your wife? So it is your baby? Of course it... Wait! Oh no. Not only have I never checked to see if my child is a hairless ape 
obfuscated insect or illusionary pixie lumber, I have never had his genetics tested to see if I am the father. Please, I never meant to imply... This has been a most enlightening meeting. My world has been turned topsy-turvy. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that such a simple errand as buying milk for my baby rock the foundations of my life. Not only might my baby not be actually human, it might not even be my actual human. You are a very astute and learned purveyor of processed lactate. Please, stop. I never meant to apply any of this. I'm sure you are the father. I'm sure your child is human. I'm sure your wife is a good mother. Hmm. Now that you mention it, I never saw the baby actually coming out of her. Perhaps... No, stop! Just buy something and go. Please. Uh, okay. A bottle of regular milk, please. Okay, okay, okay. That I can do. Oh, God, we're out of milk. Well, in that case, can I have a blood test, banana, insect repeller, and some matches, please? Dinosaurs! That won't be surprising to me at all when I go to edit this podcast wearing headphones on. But I do concur. Oh, dinosaurs! Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs! You can't do it like that. You can go, dinosaurs! You can't just go, Gregoire and myself don't have kids. No. Not together. No. Not with anyone that's else. Right. Though that's cool. I think we should be allowed to have children if we choose to have them. In uh, the 21st goddamn century. Someone actually gave me an affidavit saying I wasn't allowed to have children <laughs> for the benefit of all humans. So I, I, it won't work for me. But at any rate, most people need childrens in order to go along to a puppet show. <laughs> children. Childrens. <laughs> you need 47 childrens. Bring the childrens to me. <laughs> but most people need childrens to justify spending an enormous amount of money to go and watch a puppet show. Yes. We have no such compunctions. None. We are children at heart. That's right. We, 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 are, we are childish. Childlike. Childlike. Yes, we're not childish. We're childlike. Sorry, I'm, I'm drooling. I just got distracted by children's hearts. <laughs> um, we went <laughs> to the Walking with Dinosaurs stage show. It was awesome! It is in a giant building, it, an oh, auditorium. In a stadium! And they've got these giant puppets, they're, robot puppet things. They're full-size. Full-size dinosaurs. A Tyrannosaurus Rex came out and wandered around. Walking around in the arena, yep. scaring the poo out of <laughs> six-year-old children. It was brilliant. And... We were above five year old men. We were above the sewerage level, so it was good. So we didn't have to worry yeah. about that. It was, we'd bought higher tickets, so that we we were above the flood. We had got tickets to go see it. Uh, I'd seen it before and loved it. Oh, it was awesome! So we all went out there to have a look. And surprise, surprise, girl clumsy. She'd organised had organised using her puppeteering manipulations <laughs> for Gregoire and Dan Beeston to go backstage. Yes. To the dinosaurs with at the cat. Walking with Dinosaurs show. In, in the pen. In the pen. We were in the pen with the dinosaurs, the, the animatronic puppety dinosaurs, and they are even more awesome up close. Sometimes you see these things at distance, you go, that's awesome, and you get close and you it breaks down. Yeah. No, 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 no. You should, they should do a show where they put the, the chairs in the auditorium, auditorium and the dinosaurs should just wander past. Walk around them. And just, and just, just, and just look, occasionally pick people off the chairs. And, just, and, you just, and, and they could be plants, or they might not be plants. They'd just be random. You'd never know. They would walk past your chairs and kick you over and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But yeah. they were amazing. They were I'd really... pay a lot of money to get attacked by a dinosaur. <laughs> we kind of asked if it was possible in this very interview. Yes. So we got to talk to one of the head puppeteers down there. Yes. And so we'll find out a bit more around him. So here is our interview with Jeremy from Walking with Dinosaurs. Now, 
I should point out that every time... I, I, I was so excited about dinosaurs, I forgot the name <laughs> of the show. You both did. And so <laughs> I just kept calling it Dinosaurs Alive, yes. which is their website address. Yeah, dinosaurslive.com.au. Oh, .com, yes. Yeah, and I kept calling it Dinosaurs Alive, and I kind of would feel that maybe that's a video game from the 90s Ooh, or something. Oh, okay. At any rate, I kept calling it Dinosaurs Alive. He never pulled me up on it. He was very nice. He was very nice. He, he knew that he we were too excited. He didn't point out our flaws. And he kept pointing out, well, here in the interview, he kept pointing out many of our flaws. <laughs> but he was very nice to us. But I wish you we we should probably put some pictures somewhere of the pictures we took backstage. Oh yeah, we have wonderful photos uh, up close of these dinosaurs. So to prove that they look great up close, we'll use some of these pictures. We'll link somehow to these pictures. Yep, yep, they'll the, be in the show notes. There you go. It was just awesome. So if you get a chance to see Walking with Dinosaurs live, the arena spectacular. Go, yep. it's worth the money. Yeah, it's well worth the money. If you've ever wanted to travel through time or have ever regretted growing up from when you were seven years old, <laughs> you could go to this thing and just be seven years old for two hours. It is the best it's, fun it's ever. awesome! Greg and I are currently in the wings of the Dinosaurs Alive show and surrounded by... We are actually surrounded by dinosaurs. If you'd ever hear from us again, this is it. But we've, we've died how we wanted to live. <laughs> no, we died like we wanted to die, devoured by dinosaurs. Very important. Uh, the only way you can explain it is the, the biggest puppets in the world. Yeah. Imagine those things you used to get at McDonald's and stick on your finger, and then imagine it was the finger of God. Actually, I'm standing here right now, and behind me there's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And every, I keep wondering about it. I keep thinking of my shoulder. I know it's an animatronic device, but <laughs> I don't like the fact... It's right there. It's actually quite worrying. The gentleman here with us today who's going to tell us all about it is Jeremy. Jeremy, say hello to our listeners. Hello all. Excellent. Thank you much, Jeremy. Now, so Jeremy, what role do you play in uh, Dinosaurs Alive? I'm actually on loan from the workshop, but on tour I'm second in control of com- uh, the control systems. Second, it's the two people to control the control it's, systems? There's two of us looking after the control system. It takes three people to drive a dinosaur. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Words I never thought I'd ever hear yeah. said. It's, just all with big sticks. <laughs> Go on. That way. Oh, girl. That way. Throwing the meat in front of them. There's one person in the actual character which drives what we call the dolly around, and that is the dinosaur's position on stage. Right. Then there's a lead and a secondary voodoo. So the lead does main body axis, head, neck, body, tail, that sort of stuff. Auxiliaries does eyes, jaw, any special effects the characters have, basically. So what's the voodoo? What's the voodoo part of it? I can't let that word go. (laughs) Uh, The voodoo is basically the remote control. Same thing that you would use for your car, just sort of scaled up. It looks a bit like holding a machine gun. (laughs) The only way to control a dinosaur. Yeah, pretty much. With a machine gun. I I quite like the notion that the voodoo is actually they've got a whole rig hooked up to a real dinosaur (laughs) that controls this one. (laughs) Puppeteer dinosaurs. I like the idea. So the dinosaurs themselves... How realistic would you say they are? I mean, how much effort has gone into making them paleontologically, that's the right word, yeah. uh, correct? Quite a bit. They're all basically to scale. If they were 8 to 12 metres, we built them 12 metres. They're the big for their size. The only <laughs> one that's not to scale is the mother brat, who is about two-thirds scale, because if we had built her to full scale, she would not fit into any and we're building in the, worth playing we're in. We're in the Brisbane Entertainment Centre, so people who know Brisbane, that's a big stadium, Yeah. and you wouldn't be able to fit an entire dinosaur in here. It would, yeah, be through the roof, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. As man. it is, we've had a couple of the lower roofs, we've had to limit brachiosaurs neck to 
stop it tearing speakers and lights out. All right. That's awesome. So when, you, when you're actually doing a show in front of the audience, I mean, obviously people are, are going to be excited by it, but do you ever get sort of fear reactions from people? The kids tend to go either way. They'll either run for it or be entirely terrified. Okay. So when I di- can't imagine why. <laughs> so when dinosaurs do come back through some sort of you know portal or something like that, we're going to lose half our children as they all go charging towards dinosaurs. Yeah. But the other half will save us. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's, it's evolution. Half left, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Half, we can deal with half. They'll be prepared. <laughs> So because much... those four-year-olds who saw a dinosaur and ran have been planning and plotting <laughs> ever since. If this ever happens. So how much power does it take to run these things? They're pretty big. They are. We have two banks of 72 volts, truck batteries, basically. <laughs> so the larger characters have what is it, 14, 16 batteries on board. Yep. And that drives a 72-volt DC motor, which runs a hydraulic pump. And you're running like that. Wow, it's the whole thing. And how many dinosaurs do you have in the show? All up? Uh, this many. This many. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> eight, nine. Nine large scales. Yes. There's three raptors. One Lillian Sternus. Uh, the raptors are suit-based. So, they're so I, I can't break in again. Yeah. I, I just turned around then. So I'm just talking about how the Tyrannosaurus Rex was scaring me. I just turned around. There are two raptors hiding in the dark. <laughs> I just turn around and they're just quietly watching us what we're doing right now. That's, once again, a little part of my brain, some little mammalian part of my brain just went, climb a tree! <laughs> Don't worry, I've got her. <laughs> That's right. When she was put into the pen, she <laughs> killed most of them. <laughs> so these guys are quite carefully moved around in the stage environment. If you got them out on the planes, like how fast could you get like, a T-Rex up to? <laughs> they're... they're... They do weigh a bit, and so they're not lightning fast, but All I right. think we can cover about two metres a second, whatever that that's, comes out. Wow, okay, that's not bad at all. Once so, it's up to speed, it's... Uh, well, so you're amongst friends. Surely at an, like an after-party or something like that, you've managed to get these out somewhere interesting and charging around. We have you raced the Tyrannosaurus out for a spin. <laughs> you've raced the Tyrannosaurus? The Tyrannosaurus. There's oh, two right. of them. Tyrannosaurus, so, yeah. I guess. That has been done. You, that's right. Now, Tyrannosaurus used to be called Triceratops. That's all been fixed now, hasn't it? Uh, I what? actually thought they were an entirely separate species, oh. but I'm far from a dinosaur. No, okay. All right. No, just, just recently, uh, they realised that... Taurosauruses were the juveniles? Juveniles, that that's what it was. Well, yes. Taurosauruses are the, the juvenile ty- Tyrannosaurus no, 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 no. Triceratops. That's a Taurosaur there. Yeah. Yes. That's a Tyrannosaurus. That's a Triceratops. Wait, what did I say? Oh, no. <laughs> no, edit that out. God, that's a mistake I shouldn't have made when I was five. <laughs> but yes, then the whole thing folds back over the course of its life, apparently. Supposedly. Yeah. That's what they think at the moment. It'll change another year yeah. or two but or so. Now, usually, when they make that screw up, they, they, they should have changed all of the Triceratops to Taurosaur, right. but everyone was up and asked about whether yes. you can't delete yeah. the Triceratops. That's right. So apparently there's no much. more Taurosaur. Yeah. That's what, maybe. We'll look inside yeah. But that's on the cusp. That's, that's, yes. the, that's the cutting edge. The cutting edge. So here's one question. Feathered dinosaurs, what's your take on feathered? Why are they not feathered? There's theories now that a lot of them are feathered nowadays. No idea. I, <laughs> I, I cannot tell you See, about real dinosaurs. That's, that's right. one thing I can't do. No, 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 that's good. No, that's fine. No, the pup, so, so do you have any feathered ones here? We do. We have Ornithocurus, which okay. lives in the roof. We can't actually see it now. <laughs> So you yes, do have one bird dinosaur. That's excellent. So that's yeah. good. So feathers are on stage. When they come see the show, which they will, they should definitely see the feathered ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, the, your background is in creating these things yeah, in the workshop. Yep. So with engineering and puppeteering and stuff like that. Mm. So you don't have a lot of dinosaur? Like, you haven't been keeping up on your dinosaur facts? No, as no. As much as you've been keeping up on your puppet facts? No, I... 
am I? Is it really rude of me to call them puppets? No, I mean, not at all. They're, they're puppets. They're animatronic puppets. Okay, absolutely. okay, good. They're, it's, they're, it's very difficult to consider. What's something more offensive is to call them robots. Really. Oh, <laughs> ah. right. Okay. So they're, they're, they're puppet. Because I suppose robots means a puppet means that a human being is still controlling them and giving they're them entirely life. Entirely life. Yeah. Right. Okay. Life control. So when, when when someone comes to you and says, "I want to make a full-sized Tyrannosaurus Rex," yeah. how do you even start that as a puppet project? <laughs> I wasn't around the workshop in the very early days, but it was a lot of trial and error, basically. Right, okay. Uh, I like that. There's a lot of trial and error. Make it. That's a cow. Oh, (laughs) try again. (laughs) So if you were designing something like this, would you base it on animals that exist now? Like, would you go, like, an elephant's leg or something like that? Absolutely. Especially with the fins and muscles and whatnot, the Mm. people in charge of that have just whiteboards full of pictures of crocodiles, rhinos, everything, just to try and get a feel of what What it might have looked looked like. We've just been given the wrap-up by the other dinosaur handlers, so I think they're about to come to life. We have to leave pretty quickly, otherwise maybe lunch. Um, All right, well, I've got one quick question. When I first came here, some of the people moving stuff off crashed something into something and knocked over a big thing of inflatable plants. (laughs) Have there been any really nasty sort of... Has a dinosaur, like, toppled over? Never fallen over, no. They've died. They stopped. (laughs) <laughs> they die, but nothing of that scale. And, oh. and Jerry, one, one last question. One last, one last question. This is it. Has anyone gone missing? Like, any, <laughs> have you ever like, hey, where's Jim? And you never found Jim again, except for like his bloody beanie. Not, <laughs> not from show-related circles. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, very much, Jeremy. Jeremy. Appreciate it. And, uh, and we're looking forward to seeing the show. <laughs> Dinosaurs alive. He's wrong name. You said before. Oh, what? Talking with dinosaurs? Yes. Oh, what are you doing? I don't, I don't know. All I know oh. is that the dinosaurs is in the title. After that, my brain shut down. I would like to purchase these. Oh, yes, sir. Of course. That'll be $20. How would you like to pay for that? What are these? They are brass razus. Brass razus. Brass razus. I'm sorry. I. Uh, we don't accept this. Is this the only money you have? No, I I have these. Wooden nickels. That is right. I, um, again, we, we can't accept this. It has no value. Oh. Do you accept checks? We do, yes! We accept many forms of checks. I have rubber checks. Oh, no, no. No. Hmm. Oh, oh, wait. Here, I I have US dollars. US dollars? Let me take a look at those brass razus again. Actually, one thing that's kind of current, this won't be very current. Mm, because, when it comes out. Yeah, because we're recording an <laughs> extra couple of weeks early. Because mm. I'm going to be in France when you guys hear this, like, eating like, delicious pastries. Like Paris, France? All France, baby. All of France, spread yeah. across France. Like the whole some, thing. Like some sort of exciting biscuit. I'll be a film. A film. Yes. Dan film. A film of Beeston. Yes. <laughs> Cut a... thinly and spread over a yes. beautiful croissant of France. An Australian film in France. <laughs> They'll love you there. If the plane actually takes off. Because there are planes in Australia that aren't taking off at the moment. Yes. Ash cloud. Yes. In Ash. Chile, on the other side of the friggin' ball... <laughs> There's a volcano erupting and all mm. the ash is travelling westward mm-hmm. and going straight over our capital cities 
and stopping any of the planes from taking off. It's mainly down the southern states, sort of yeah. Sydney and Melbourne and yeah. this area. But I'm going to have to fly to Sydney ah, in order to go to Yes, so you might not London. actually get there. I like the fact that once again Australia's behind the eight ball because the one in Norway went off. For juggle Yeah, for juggle <laughs> and, uh, and it stopped all of Europe. And then, of course, Australia has to go, oh, we can have that too, and it gets involved with Chile, and then they, they send up a volcano. Now, yep. we, now we're all grounded. Like, oh, goodness sakes, Australia, get some dignity and do something original. We should have a volcano go off, like, underneath the airport or something. I don't know. Bats. We should have a cloud of bats just hanging around. <laughs> awesome. Volcano went off in... For Jürgen Hergen. Yes. <laughs> the funniest thing I saw was one of those Magic the Gathering cards someone had mocked up, and they'd put the title of it across, For Jürgen Hergen, and it was a land type. Oh, dear. And, <laughs> and if you tapped two mountains and tapped the card, it prevented all flying creatures <laughs> from flying. We'll link to that. We'll find that online somewhere. I used, and I used to play that game. But at any rate, it's not really thick ash. No. But they discovered in 1981 that it was very dangerous to fly through it for a jet airliner. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was an incident called the Speedbird 9 incident. Speedbird 9? Yes, in 1982. Mm. 82, okay. And yes, this plane was flying from London to Indonesia and then to somewhere else. And there was this Indonesian volcano going off. Mm -hmm. It didn't show up on any of the radar maps because ash is dry. Oh. And the radar maps only pick up on moisture. Yes, yes. Weather, weather radar, yes. Yes. Yes, yeah. Yes. And so they flew through an ash cloud. Now, they couldn't really see. It wasn't a big billow no, cloud. Like, oh, yeah. ah, it was very thin, part, like tiny yes. particles of ash suspended yes. in the air. Now, what they did find was that when they ploughed into it, they didn't even see that they were ploughing into it, mm. but suddenly the windscreen started lighting up with St. Elmo's fire. Oh, oh static electricity. And yeah, well, what was happening was the particles were hitting the the cabin mm. and just sparking up because mm. you're travelling at some ridiculous rate of knots, nine hundred kilometers an hour or something like that. Yeah, yeah something close. So they didn't know what was going on. Mm. Little speckles all over the windscreen. Aliens. And the engines are sort of shining as well because they're going a, a mm. fair clip. Mm. They're hitting all these particles, and it's, there's a fair bit of light coming mm. out of the engines. Mm. Mm. And mm. then engine one went out, Uh-oh. and he was like, "Oh, the, you know, the engines cut out. Better turn that off." Mm. And then the second engine cut out, and then engines three and four cut out. Yes. Then the uh, the passengers of the jet heard what was later referred to as the most understated comment ever, mm. which was, good evening, passengers. We appear to have a tiny problem. All four of the engines have cut out. <laughs> we are doing our darndest to restart them. Uh, we apologize for any inconvenience. <laughs> like plummeting out of the air. This was a 747. Yes. And it has a glide ratio of 15 to 1. It's like a brick. No, no. So for every 15, 15 metres, metres, it goes, that's it goes pretty, down that's one. That's not good. That's not... True. But a brick, a brick's glide ratio yeah, is yeah. substantially yeah, yeah, steeper. Yeah. yeah, but it's not. that's pretty... So 15 metres, you're dropping down one metre. At yeah. that speed, think about it, you'd be slowing down because yeah. your engines are off, but... Yeah. But what that meant is that they still had 23 minutes to get the engines restarted. <laughs> and losing altitude the whole time. Losing altitude the entire time. Mm. They turned around to go back to Indonesia. Yeah. So they were coming in. But the problem is that there was an island in the way. Now, they were never going to make it any. They weren't oh. going to make it anyway. Mm. There was an island in the way first. So mm. they're going to have to turn from the island and ditch. Just before they did, yes. they happened to drop out of the ash cloud. And the engines all started up again. Oh, because they didn't. Once again, they had no idea what was going on. So yeah, they, right. Of course, no idea what was going oh, on. Wow. Dropped out out of it. Engines all started up again, and so they just managed to fly up, mm. like pull up and get over the ma- over the island it's again. Like Indiana Jones. Yes, just like <laughs> Indiana Jones. Except Indiana Jones didn't have the engines cut out again when they went up, <laughs> and so the engines cut out again, and they're like, 
What? <laughs> what? Why? And so they drop back out. So they drop back down again on purpose, and mm. the engines start. So three of the engines and like, were, hang were on running. a minute. Yeah, they suddenly found the pattern. <laughs> they landed it. And, and the they, pattern was that one of their stewardesses was a voodoo, and they just threw her out. <laughs> and they, and, they, and that was fine. But she, um, she smeared blood on everything. It was cool. But what happened was the ash had actually liquefied in the engine ah, and melted. Got, yes. And so it was sort of gumming up the whole engine. When Ugh. it dropped down out, out of the ash, mm. it cooled down mm. and started to flake away. Oh, okay. So, so it came out of the engine again. Yeah, it came out of the yes. engine. Yes. And it also damaged the engine. Those things are pretty... It did a fair bit of yeah. damage. The, well, it did damage the entire plane because when mm. they landed, they couldn't see out the cockpit because there were wow. too many little speck... It, like, it was like a... That's awful. It was like a shower That's like, glass How mirror. scary is that? That's awful. That's awful. Yeah, but you can land at Jumbo without looking out the window now. Yeah. You don't have to touch anything. Hey, Mr. Computer, land me. Yeah. As long as the runway's set up to do that, not yeah. runways are. Oh, but, yeah. I actually heard a story about that um, that, that incident, which I'll share with you. When they were up there, the, the first time, when the first engine went out, the captain came on and said that they're going to be delayed an hour. And the second one went out, and the, and they said, "Oh, it's going to be delayed three hours." And when the third one went out, they're going to be delayed eight hours. And, and one of the stewardesses turned to the other stewardess, "If we lose the last engine, we're going to be up here all night." <laughs> That's an old, old joke. Yeah, no, I remember That's my a- grandfather <laughs> telling me that one. Hypothesis: That monkeys can roller skate. Day one. Have selected viable test subject. Have labelled test subject Gamma 1 to prevent emotional bonding with the animal. Day 2. Baby Gammy took to roller skates with enthusiasm. <laughs> Tried to eat them. Silly Gammy. Day 6. Subject refuses to remove roller skates. Gammy, you stupid f- Day 12. Gammy has locked herself in the bathroom and remains quiet. Protocol requires that I do not interfere with the natural order of the testing. I must remain patient. Day 13. Broke into bathroom. Window unlocked and open. Gamma 1. Gone. Conclusion? Roller skates make monkeys smarter. Further testing required. You know when a star forms and the gas cloud starts to spin and all the gases and everything gets bigger and bigger and bigger and forms. Gas, and heat, gas, and, and, pressure. It gets, and in the end, boom, you start getting nuclear fusion in the center and you've got yep. a real star. Now, about 750 light years away, there's a newly born sun-like star, but it's a Chad-like star. Yep. And what happens when they first get made and they're doing the thing, they spew out a lot of material, like all the stuff that gets blown away from it, that's all the stuff that didn't quite make it to the center. Now yep. the, the radiation, the radiation pressure is pushing everything out. So going way and cleaning out its disk. So this star is doing that. And from normally from the north and south, you, you get these streams of material because that's where the magnetic field goes. Ah, up, yes. And it fires these things out like cannons. So what would you expect to be coming out of these kind of funnels from stars? Well, you'd, I'd expect a fair bit of gas, mm-hmm. like all the light stuff. Okay. So yep. hydrogen, helium, yep. oxygen. Yep. Okay. Yep. So dust and, and all the, yeah, that sort of stuff. I could tell that yes. you're really excited about telling me they're ice bullets. That's, a, that's an amazing guess. It, yeah, it's, that's what it is. It's, it's the... Or I read it on the internet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. fine. Okay. Well, it's, it's still impressive. Breaking your heart. 
breaking your heart. But it's saying it, it, this thing's, it's not just ice bullets, it's saying it's water bullets. So these things are firing out about 100 million times more than the Amazon basin puts out every day. But yeah. Of course it would be. You're talking about a star. Yeah. But, but these things are flying at 200,000 kilometers an hour and it's pumping out so much water. Yeah. So this water's pouring out. Now, of course, I don't know if they meant solid water or what sort of water, they, what state the mm. water's in. But still, H2O. You know, when it's coming off a sun, it would have to be vapor. But like it'd have to be but gas. But almost how far away it is. We're talking these jets are and then ridiculously at, long. Because there's only a tiny little band yeah, yes, where it's going to be water. Yeah, zone. Yes. Yeah. So there's, there's, I think they're just saying water. Water is just the name for H2O. Yeah. So solid water and gaseous yeah. water and liquid water. It's basically H2O. But there's these streams of H2O coming from the star, massive streams of H2O. Now, why I think this is interesting is because it makes sense. The hydrogen and the oxygen come together and they get formed up. There's energy in the system. that forms water and it flies away. But it's just not something I thought would happen in space and would make up blobs of water. Well, every so often the universe points out these amazing things. How they know it's water, of course, they look for the light shining through the vapor clouds and they can use spectrographs and say what's being absorbed, what frequencies of light. And that ah, water yes. will absorb certain frequencies of light. Uh, and so you, you can check it out. I just thought that was fan- fantastically interesting that there's a star pumping out just gushing it gushing this enormous amount yeah yeah water and they're saying well this is maybe this is how water gets onto planets i mean water can form anyway but yeah most of the water on our planet right now has always been here it's not as yeah. if we're making a lot of water joining hydrogen and oxygen mm. together maybe it was all built originally or maybe chad made it for us right at the start and we just collected a lot of it and we haven't got rid of it like a hot planet would just boil off their water and crack yep. it up or in a cold one would lock it into ice We've managed to keep our Chad created water. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Yeah, no, it's good. We should we should make a cocktail. <laughs> Probably not a very interesting cocktail if it, one of the ingredients is water. Chad's Chadosa. Chad sucking cowboy. Chad on the beach. Chad on the beach. Chad on the beach. A long, comfortable Chad against the wall. The ingredients being <laughs> nuclear fusion, nuclear fusion, and water, <laughs> and water, That's and a, a parasol, that, a little... and that would... <laughs> space parasol. Yeah, but you can't drink the chat on the beach immediately. Mm. You've got to stand uh, many millions and millions of kilometers away and just inhale the heliopause. Oh, the... <laughs> we don't talk about the heliopause anymore. Actually, I'm going to today. Oh, goody! That leads us to the next thing I want to talk about. The heliopause. Oh, okay. I, I just. I, I can't wait. It, it's, it's bad. It's no. This is not good. This is not good. This is really, really upsetting for me because oh, yeah. we hate the heliopause we, here we, on Smart Enough. No better. The we spent oh, months oh, trying to figure and, out. And we had, but people write in going, "Well, I understand it, and here it is." And you're, that didn't help. But you've just confused us. We looked it up, and everyone says different things, and it's like, oh my god, the heliopause and the helio sheath and the helio shock and the whatever it was the helio um oh the helio everything. You put helio in front of something, and the, and the basic pressure of the oh, universe. Oh and god, and galactic cold pres- science, and, and how and, where it actually and is, space ducks. And, 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 <laughs> Down those space ducks, but the Voyager probes are now moving through that area, and, they, and they've got reached a point where they're saying, "Well, it's sort of the end of where the solar system is, and it's coming in to where the interstellar medium, so interstellar space." And they thought it would just be a bow shock, like it would be like a shock wave that it's going to go through, a very, very diffuse one, obviously. Yep. But they thought that's what it'd be. No, 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 of course not. It has no. to be more bloody complicated than that. It's supposedly there are swirling magnetic bubbles of material out there that oh, no one can explain. Wow. It's like a honeycomb of 
magnetic bubbles full of particles from the sun, making what? it even more bloody confusing. So now they're talking about, oh, we have to rename parts. Like, oh my god, we can't even handle the other ones. And now you're talking about having another zone. Like, I haven't named it yet. I'm like, oh my goodness. Anyway, god damn you, Chad. Said, Why is Chad doing this to us? We thought we were bros. <laughs> bros before H2Os. Welcome to the Walk of Shame. Walk of Shame. Pellicle on the forums pointed out to mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. that he did some research, or she. I don't know. Pellicle is, uh, is gender neutral. Gender neutral. We don't we don't think of anyone's genitals here on this show ever, except Dan's junk, supposedly. Yeah, it's all about that. <laughs> he says that there's nothing to say. That they the- say. They say. Uh. There's no actual word for English language for this. She says, or heesh says. Oh God. Pellicle says Thank you. that there doesn't seem to be any research to suggest that the Queen owns either our face or our fingerprints mm. and that we should be able to have them tattooed. I can't find any evidence that either. I did some pretty thorough research. So lack did of, I. Lack of evidence doesn't equal evidence, but I, I think you're going, I can't find any information about this. My plan was to go and talk to a tattoo artist. But I got didn't I ran out of time. So, oh, so well, I've, I've, I've started looking for one, and oh, there you so go. hopefully we'll. How odd! Hopefully we can interview one for the podcast. That would be good. Yes, I, but basically, all I did was send an email to the fiend because I figure he'll know someone. But in the course of that, I found all sorts of interesting things. Like, mm-hmm. It's illegal to tattoo someone who's under sixteen, that makes unless sense. you get the permission of their parent or guardian. That's the same as anything else. That's like that's like nailing bits yep. into them, and that's what's true. But if they're but only if they're over ten. Oh, so ten. Yes. Oh, I want to point out something. I worked with a man in libraries who had something tattooed on his hand. So I, I knew that couldn't be on true. On the back of his hand? Or on the, the back of his hand, yes. Arms. He had a scorpion yeah. along the back. On the well, arm. I wasn't saying you couldn't have a tattoo on the back of your hand. Oh, just, just on the, on the on palms the, of your hand. Right, on your fingerprints or yep. something. Oh, right, okay. Now, it is illegal to tattoo the genitalia, the anal region, the perineum, mm. or the nipples of anyone under 18. Perineum, yes. Per- perineum. Yeah. I had to look up what that was. Yes, it's terrible, isn't it? I know what the perineum is. It's yeah. Mm. It's between the genitals and yes. the anus. And you know why I know about it? It's one of those weird things I learned about medicine. Mm. Oh. Weird fact. If they worry that you're in a coma, but if you're, you might be in a, like a, a pre-coma state, what do they call it, like higher than a coma, yeah. what they can do, they slap you around, they call your name, and they make you hold my hand, et cetera, et cetera, and it sounds terrible. But they, they think, yep, this person's probably in a coma. What they can do is take a needle and they actually stab you in the perineum, supposedly there is no way your body will react, strangely enough, but on some base level, your body will react to the, because it's quite a sensitive area and yeah. it's, it's a nerve area, rich area. But if you're in a coma, you don't react. Your brain doesn't pick up on the fact you're just being stabbed in the groin, basically with a needle. So you can just lie there. That's like a, a final test. It goes, stab right. you. This person's in a Get him coma. in the scryness. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If you're a man. With a taint. Oh, that's oh, another. That's a, don't, that, don't. It's it. How about horrible, call, isn't it? How about just call it the perineum? That's what it is. You're sticking the needle in the I perineum. I couldn't even pronounce it right yes. after I doing all that research. <laughs> but here's something interesting. It's illegal to allow someone who's under 16 years old to perform the above. Because... <laughs> but tattoo, tattoo my genitals. If you were a tattoo enough. artist and yes. you said, well, I can't tattoo your nipples because you're under 18. Yes. But I'll just get... Chad over here, who's 15. Yes. That's probably confusing. Yes. Glenn over here, mm. who's 15, to do it. He's under 16, so he can't be charged for a crime. Yes. But, it, of course, these, these are all kind of obvious laws. You're getting children to do incorrect things. You should have control over that minor. Therefore, it's your bloody yeah. problem. Yeah, when you hear it, you go, yeah, oh, that's, that's it. obvious. But 
uh, I just I had never thought about it before. Right. Okay. About tattoo artists and what they have yes, to do. What and, they can and cannot tattoo. And you go, oh, you've got to be really careful when you're tattooing someone's <laughs> genitalia because if they're a kid, then that's a real. Like, it's not even a gray. It's a very dark gray area. Yeah, yeah. And it's and also it, it could very easily turn into some sort of sexual crime. Very, very quickly. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not the fact that you're tattooing. It's the fact you've just touched a child's yeah. genitals. Yes, and it never occurred to me that yes. a tattoo artist would, artist would have to do that. Yes. But uh, they don't include uh, uh, acupuncture. As tattooing. Yep, you're allowed to do that. To... You can acupuncture a child's genitals. No, 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 you can acupuncture a child. Because right. you're not allowed to give someone a tattoo under 16. Oh, I see. But you can give acupuncture oh, right. to someone who's... Moves away from the genitals. Thank yeah. you. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay, yeah. yes, okay, I see. You do acupuncture or mm. suturing. So what you do mm. is you just get to go to your acupuncturist or your doctor <laughs> and you go, pink. can I get like a filth, like metal suture wound? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you sew up the big gash in my arm, yeah. could you write the letters ML for like mega lever? <laughs> I like that my fictional metal band is called mega lever. Mega lever. That's right. They're moving the world. Mm. They're moving mm. the world. They're at a place to stand. <laughs> the fulcrum. Welcome to the fulcrum. <laughs> but per per. Uh, Pellicle. Pellicle, sorry. Not perennial. No, no, Perineal. no. Pellicle, Pellicle, which isn't the mm-hmm. patch of skin between the anus and the genitals. It's, it's the big bird from Storm Boy for all the old people out there. Oh, really? No, he, he was Mr. Percival. He was a pelican. Okay. Pellicle, pelican. No, I got it. Pelicans eat other birds. Oh, yeah, that's oh, messed up, isn't I've it? I've never, I'm going to have to, I'm not, we're not going to talk about this now. I found a video, and it's like David Adam going, there are lots of ducks on an island. Unfortunately, the ducks have gone out to hunt, and they've left their baby ducks behind. Something the adult pelicans are taking advantage of. Cue four or five pelicans wandering in and eating baby ducks. And just having like a, it's a smorgasbord. Yeah, and it's like, oh, and they don't chew them. And they just go, yum, and they, they gulp them down. You see, like, the neck being kicked out by the baby duck. And you go, wait, that's animals alive in a, a pit of acid yeah. in, in stomach. And they're just like, yum, yum, yum. Yeah. What's wrong with you, Percival? Mr. Percival, you're ruining my childhood. Pellicle, Pellicle on the forum. He also pointed out because oh, yes. we were talking about Does he eat ducklings. That's what I want to know. We were talking about how there was only two of each creature on the ark mm. and seven of the clean mm. animals, and yeah. I said that those seven were so you could eat five of them and still <laughs> have a couple left for breeding purposes mm. afterwards. Mm. One thing that Pellicle pointed out is that the genetic diversity mm. would not be very large. No. So if you had seven creatures, then that would be better than having two. Yeah, but it makes no difference. In the end, you try and breed seven animals into a viable livestock, you'd have, like, retard cows. And... You would, but that's not a problem. You just kill the retards. You, you can't... You have a bottleneck of that low of seven trust me you're, you're you haven't got enough genetic diversity well we've talked know, about this so before because there was yeah. the, the doves in new zealand where it was down to a single pregnant female yes we're, we're and wondering it's how come back from the brink yeah it wasn't was but that, mm. i've heard and mm. you've probably heard too that you'd need like 64 humans in order to repopulate the yeah, planet yeah, or something yeah, yeah you have to be very careful to yeah what mix with what yeah but the thing is with animals if you're really desperately trying to get them back, mm. it doesn't matter if some of them are like horribly mutated, <laughs> creepy things. 64 is so that you have a healthy mm. population. Mm. But if you had less than that, you could breed them out, but you, your population would be quite unhealthy and then the unhealthy ones would have to be culled. Yeah, you, well, you wouldn't let them breed. And yeah. farmers Eugenics, do this. baby. Farmers do this all the time and it mm. is a problem because mm. you're not getting a lot of diversity in your livestock because they keep breeding and breeding. And this is how you breed dogs as well, is or, or any animals. Mm. Like you breed farm animals. And what you're doing is you're actually selecting for things that aren't healthy genetics, therefore taste or for milk. Mm. So if you can make a cow mutate so that it gives lots and lots of milk, mm. it doesn't matter some of the other 
genetic problems that are developing in the no, line. No, I suppose not. Yeah, I suppose not. In that, yes, I suppose. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. But it, it's also you're breeding for a certain characteristic. You're right. Yeah. You don't care what the other characteristics are doing. That's the yes. Not, yeah, so yeah. Not, yeah, they could go bad. They could go good. It's like the, one, the Russian guy who bred generations of foxes and made. He had foxes in a cage. If a fox gave him any aggression, he put a bullet in its brain. Yeah. If they were happy, then he bred them. And now he's got these foxes, which have become neotenized. They become almost like baby foxes. They have they have a different color, and yep. their ears are folded back like baby foxes, and they're really friendly to humans. So though he was breeding a characteristic of friendliness, obviously genetically connected to that was a characteristic of, well, all the other physical characteristics as well. So you kind of get a, it's part and parcel, what I'm trying to say here. It's very hard just to get one characteristic. Yeah. yeah so. But it humans. Humans both go down to a bottleneck of about a thousand we can check that that's why we're genetically very very similar to mm. each other there's about a thousand i think and that's pretty scary when you think about one point of existence there are a thousand human beings yeah and that was it and now there's nearly seven billion of us we all come from those a thousand human beings now you know how some people how you get blue eyes mm. is if you your parents have two genes each mm. that dictate eye color yes so they've uh, got it's more yeah but that's but the basic yeah idea. but this, yes. the, the basic theory yes or the basic idea is mm. yeah the if you've got a brown and a blue gene, mm. then you'll get brown eyes. If you've got a brown and a brown gene, you get brown, brown eyes. Yes. If you get a blue and a blue gene, you get blue eyes. Mm. So, so, so just to use the right words, that means because in human beings, brown is dominant and blue is recessive. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the, the difference between a brown gene and a blue gene, those are called allele, alleles. Okay. So an allele is just when there is more than one type of, a, of the same gene. Oh, I see. oh, right. Yes. So you've got your blue allele or your brown allele, mm. and those make up... And they're types of genes. Mm-hmm. Now, say on the ark, there were two Galapagos Island turtles. Mm-hmm. Each of those turtles would have two genes each for their eye colour. Mm-hmm. If they had the same system as humans. Let's assume that. Yes. Yes, okay. And so if the flood happened mm-hmm. in 2000 BC, then you would only get a maximum of those four alleles occurring in nature. Mm, yes. But there are many more alleles than, than that. And there could be mutations. The, the, why, why couldn't the generations have mutated after the event? So mutated and provided information that benefited the life form. Yes. That doesn't happen in God's kingdom. Doesn't it? You can only lose information so far as the creationists that I uh, read oh, about okay. last oh, night. Okay. Oh, there you go. Because so no, the no... whole point is you can't mutation you becomes... can't mutate and get something better because if that was oh, the case, then everything could evolve. Because well, well, yeah, the question, this, I always love this because they say, well, that's because it's entropy. And they're saying, well, hang on, because science says everything's winding down from a more ordered state to a more chaotic state. Yep. That's entropy. So a lot of the argument is we can't have animals becoming more ordered, evolving to become more complicated yep. because that would be anti-entropy. Now, the big error they've made there is if a system is left alone with no energy being inputted into the system life is the anti-entropy machine what we actually are is taking energy from outside world building our cells together we're doing it every day not evolving i'm just talking about eating yeah. food and building our bodies up and becoming more we're becoming more ordered the moment our energy stops i we die then we go back to a less ordered state we dissolve back into the universe and you know that we, we get eaten by worms and yeah. less ordered so they forget that there's energy going into the evolutionary system and that energy comes from Chad. Chad. So they the go, well, how can everyone... And, and they go, well, it's a closed system. You go, no, no, it's not a closed system. You have the sun. And even that's not a closed system. They're a cosmic rays. Define closed system, the universe. Okay, that gets messy. People go, well, how the universe evolve? Uh, but the universe does seem to be winding down to a less ordered state on a global, the global level, on a universal level, not on a local level. They're wrong. All right. They're incorrect. I know. They're, they're, I know. It, it, there are only eight <clears throat> humans on the, on the ark. Yes. So the Bible. Ham and... Yep. And, and even if mm. all of the sons were adopted, there could still only then be 16 alleles. Yes, okay, yes. Huh. And the thing is, 
the human leukocyte antigen mm-hmm. complex mm-hmm. has 59. There you go. So there you go. So that doesn't make, make sense. It worked for me when I learned about, okay, it worked on eyes, you go into green and hazel and sort of stuff. But my father has bright blue eyes. My mother has quite strong brown eyes. And I have green eyes. My sister has blue eyes. My mother sister has brown eyes. So, oh, it's beautiful. Like, you, can, you know my father must have two recessive genes in his eyes, mm-hmm. blue and blue. My mother must have a blue, blue gene and a brown gene in her eyes to produce children. You mean a children. brown gene and a green gene? No, no, no. no. I don't think they're talking blue and brown. It's combina- oh, okay. To make green, it's combinations of brown. Oh, okay. If there's no thing as a green gene, yeah. please write it and tell me I'm wrong because I'm probably a little bit wrong here. But it expresses. My eyes have oh, expressed right. a gene partially. I know that's not totally correct. It's, it's something wrong there. But it's you don't have a green gene. You have brown and you have blue. Oh, okay. And there are other things. We're not going to go into the other things. Yeah. So my sister has blue eyes because she got my father's two genes. Or she got one blue for my father. No, she would have had one from a blue for my father and one blue for my mother. My other sister got obviously one blue for my father and the brown from my mother. And my eyes have expressed slightly differently as green eyes with a blue and a brown as well, expressed slightly differently. There you go. There, on, the, before you go on, I, I love to think of my family all the time as just some sort of vast genetic experiment. I like to think of that too. And maybe a sociological one as well. Shh, shh. The, there's one thing that I read on this creationist website which mm. I just love. It was a forum oh. where someone asked about how does God explain the mm. genetic diversity? He doesn't. And, shut up. <laughs> and, and someone came on and they said, well, firstly, God brought the animals to Noah. Mm. So I'm sure he would have brought ones with the most genetic diversity to uh, go on the ark. I, well, you know, if you're going to invoke a being that can do that sort of stuff, then you can say any crazy madness you like. Yes, you can. But it's not like the Galapagos Island turtles. He specifically picked turtles which have 16 sets of the same gene that all the other turtles only have two. Why not? He's God. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you, you can always answer the question with, it's God. Uh, it's know. God. It's God. That makes it easy, doesn't it? It does. Last podcast, yeah. we talked about the fluid in the eyeball. Oh, yes. Vitreous humor. Vitreous what's, fluid. I, I forgot to look it up. What's, what's the deal? Uh, now, you said that it just stays in the eyeball no, forever. No, no. What I said was, I don't think it gets it. The difference between what I... I didn't state Go on. Go I on. wasn't too sure. I said, I said, I think it does that. And then... And I said... It would be stupid if it wasn't replaced all the time. Right, okay, right. And you said it stays there forever and ever and never dries up. Turns out... I don't think I said that! You're right. <laughs> Vitreous fluid doesn't get replaced. <laughs> Woohoo! I know it can become cloudy. Because I said the, it didn't uh, get cloudy the, and then it does actually mm, get cloudy. The fluid in the frontal parts of the eye mm. is continuously replenished. Aqueous humour. But the gel in the vitreous chamber is stagnant. Yes. So if blood, cells or byproducts of inflammation get into the vitreous... They will stay in there unless they're removed by surgery. There you go. Interesting. I love being accidentally correct. That's awesome. Yeah. So when you can grab someone's eye, if you pull it, if you go, you have failed me for the last time, you can grab their eye, and, and then that's actually been there the whole life. To some extent. The metabolic exchange and equilibrium between the systematic circulation and vitreous humour is so slow mm-hmm. that vitreous humour is sometimes the fluid of choice for post-mortem analysis of glucose levels or substances that would be more rapidly diffused, degraded, excreted or metabolised from the general circulation. So there you go. It's the slowest replenished hmm. thing pretty much in the body. Yeah. So, it's so all far lo- as fluids go. So it's all locked away. There yeah. You go. Interesting. So that means people talk about your bone age, like your, your bones are replaced every seven years or so, fully replaced. Yep. So, so your bones, I might be 36, but my bones are only seven years old. So but the bones of a seven-year-old. <laughs> Here in my cupboard. <laughs> and look, I tattooed them. No! Cost me a fortune. Don't tattoo the bones. Especially not the pelvic bone. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> just... Mm, Kid's dead anyway. That's cool. Yeah. Is it worse if it's pedophilia or necrophilia? Mm. Okay, I didn't say that. Who's who does he? But and and at what at what stage does it stop being necrophobia 
and become bonophobia. Phobia or philia? Necrophilia, necrophilia and become like bonophilia. But, um, you know when? When the police burst in and kick your ass through the window. Right. And now that's a hint to move on. I'm not attracted to skeletons. That's Hang on, but you're attracted to children? Ah, uh, move on. <laughs> now, I we were talking about your uh, storytelling ape. Yes, Pandaran. Pandaran? Yes. Did you hear what I said? No. Pansimian. Pansimian, yes. Yeah. Ape monkey. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was, that's why it was wrong. Yeah, it was very wrong. Well, it's, it's not understanding. It's pantroglyditis and pan bonobos. Pantroglyditis is chimpanzees, and that's the robust chimpanzee. Yeah. And pan bonobos is the gracile one, the thin one. Yeah. So that's that. You know. Yeah. So I basically just said monkey, 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 monkey. No, not monkey, not monkeys. Chimpanzees are not monkeys. Well, what's a monkey then? Monkey's got a tail. But how, so what are they called in? I don't know. I don't know. I can't go back that far. So they're not pan at all. No, no, no. Chimps are pan. Only chimps are pan. Pantroglyditis, chimpanzees. So I call him Chimp Chimp. You, from, from, from Speed Racer. <laughs> yes, I suppose. Yes. It's, and I think we shouldn't make a Homo sapien subgroup. I'd like to be Pan something something, as in Pan sapien or something. But Pan Naran, I like Pan Naran because it's storytelling. Pan Deus. Pan, yeah, Pan, God. God monkey. God monkey. Well, see, I really like this theory, though it's not perfectly right and doesn't work. Uh, it, you know, just a, you, you know, <laughs> Hang you know, on, I'm still, still enjoying my God monkey thing. I'm moving on from God that monkey. That would be brilliant. <laughs> we are the God monkey. Dreaming, dreaming meat. <laughs> we are the whistling meat. <laughs> Slap your meat together. I'll link to that. I love that. That's a weird story, which is great. We won't go into it. The whole gracile, robust concept I just talked about then. I yes. Think chimpanzees being robust and bonobos being gracile, thin, mm. uh, slighter. Someone pointed out that maybe, it's only maybe, you have Homo sapien Neanderthalus. I'm not going to call them Homo Neanderthalus because that's not fair. We're not something different to Neanderthals, yep. right? So Homo sapien Neanderthalus, which yep. I think is what science declares them now. Yeah. Uh, so one of us, basically. And they were the robust ones. I love this theory. They weren't good at throwing, supposedly. They are very good at running up and stabbing the crap out of things oh yes they had lots of broken bones that healed they, they obviously got went mammoth and they punched the mammoth out or they drove them off the edge of things just punched him in a yeah. ch- just across <laughs> the chin yeah and, and they could do i suppose they could quite easily pick up a huge like a homo sapien sapien one of us and easily bench press us like no problems at all which i think is brilliant but basically they would have been big men and big women like strong broad-faced powerful built but not just big but better designed for holding and gripping than we are not designed, design, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it evolved to be more of a getting in close and grabbing someone by the neck and just twisting until it broke. That's And, and that's what their deal was, supposedly. They, their spears weren't for throwing. They were heavy set spears. The th- this theory says we're the gracile, we're the homo sapiens sapiens, we're the, we're the gracile one, we're the thinner one. Yep. We're the one that runs, not me, obviously, but we're, we're, the ones that run, <laughs> we're the ones that run away and we're the ones that throw things at a distance. So we throw spears at things and hurt them and make them bleed and we jog. We're very good at jogging. So we would jog after things and while it's bleeding to death and then in the end, we turn up and we sort of finish it off with a spear. And I really, I know there's probably more Homo sapien subspecies out there mm-hmm. than there are two, but it's something really nice to go, they were the robust version of our gracile form. It interests me. It makes me sad to think that we have no other humans on this planet. Uh, it, it's, we don't even deal well, well ones with different color. They all died at Atlantis. <laughs> it's music time! I've had a lie down and, and a, I've got my heart medication and my, got my blood pressure down to a decent level. Had a nice cup of tea. Cup, cup of tea and punched the baby and I'm much happier now. So don't punch babies, by the way. Or anything, because <laughs> venting 
to alleviate mm. your anger doesn't work. doesn't work. It just makes you more geared up. Yep. You just like the guy it? at the supermarket the other day who was driving the wrong way around mm-hmm. and then started abusing everyone else for driving on the wrong side of the road, even though there was only <laughs> one side of the road. Just started abusing and yelling. And, oh, yeah. It's, I think that just because you get older and you become an adult doesn't actually mean you... Some people don't develop into adults. Like no. Me. And I honestly believe there are people, lots of people who don't develop past certain steps, like neurological steps. So this is a total guess, not just what you just said there. Yeah. I would guess that person knows that they're wrong on a very deep level and they can't deal with it because they're never wrong. It's not their fault. Everyone else is wrong. So you hide it behind bluster. You know, like when I was yelling down the thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so it, yeah, I, my take is that they know they're wrong on a deep level, but they can never face it. And it, it comes into screaming and calling everyone C's and F's and effing C's. Yeah. And he was also D's. wearing dungarees. So oh, I think he dungarees. Have, yeah. yeah, that's right. He had a little spade. Now, Fault on our forums has been sending us lots of music. Mm. That's and- her name. Not a fault on our forums. There's nothing wrong with the forums. <laughs> no, no, no. The fault. The, the, the fault. The fault. Yeah. The, the definitive article. Yeah. Ha- has. There's nothing faulty with my forums. No, no. The, not anymore. Yeah. We stopped all the Russian brides from signing up. <laughs> Which is sad, really. We like them. Don't come back. The now, fault <laughs> sends in lots of music now, and we just go, oh, for God's sake. No, no, we don't. We, we go, hooray. And actually, I shouldn't mention a name. She just said, maybe time you mention my name, it just gets me more geared up. Fault. Encourages her fault, to fault, fault, be a fault, part fault, of the fault, community. Fault, 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 fault. Yeah, how dare we? <laughs> how dare we like our listeners but she sent lots of links and which is good but it means that both dan and i sort of do look at them it makes it a bit difficult so maybe if oh, i don't i don't visit the forums that's it, only for my loser listeners <laughs> and, and me obviously to moderate that yeah, yeah so if you want to send things to us musically or whatever you want us to talk about either send it to dan at smartenoff.org or greg at smartenoff.org because that means one of us doesn't see it and the other one does yeah and we can actually have more of a conversation about it yeah uh, we think it's more important that, that one gets introduced to something yeah both of us talk about something we already know but last podcast we talked about Trock Time Lord Rock Time Lord Rock now we're getting really geeky Doctor Who yes and at least it's science kind of based science fiction based I really should find more science songs I really should after the Batman one which had nothing to do with science nothing to do with science and this one's going to have Nothing, Nothing to do, to do with, with science. science. But it's it's geeky, nerdy, so no, it doesn't no. My podcast, my rules. There you go. Oh, there you go. It's lovely. Mm. Uh, so yeah. we're going to... What would have been more lovely if I'd, if I'd said our podcast? No, I, I know you own it. I know that <laughs> in the divorce, you're taking the podcast and I get the children. So that's, that's how that's going to work. But I collected those children. <laughs> and I tattooed their genitals. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. So it's smart enough to know better. Does not support no, no, the tattooing no. of of the genitals or of minors or any any way they tattoo. We don't support it. We're not against it. We're not as in normal tattooing. Not tattoo. We're actually against. I'm going to come out. I'm going to go out on a limb. Yeah. I'm going to say that we're against, against the genitals, genital genital tattooing of children of minors. of minors. But we're not against tattooing in general. But we're not for it. So we're just. We're just ambivalent. Hmm. We're ambivalent. Wow. I, I might have opened up a big box, Pandora's box. We're against child pornography. We're against tattooing Pandora's box. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the song. Back There's to- still hope in here. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is a group who call themselves Chameleon Circuit. Yes. And Chameleon Circuit are a truck band, Time Lord they, truck band. Uh, they define themselves as the original Trock band. They, they, How much, presumptuous of them. Yes, very presumptuous of them. I've got some friends of mine called the KLF yes. who would like to have yes. a talk to you about That's Time Lord That's rock right. music. It's 3am eternal. That's all I have to say about that. And if you know what that means, I'm sorry. So, Chameleon Circuit have produced a song quite a long time ago now called Exterminate, Regenerate. Let's have a listen, shall we?
It's been such a long time since I met you back on Scarrow, and I'm pretty sure that you know that not much has changed since then. It doesn't matter how hard you try to remove me. I think you will agree that if one of us dies, then the other will too. I am locked in war with you. Exterminate, regenerate, and thought you always knew our fate. Just keep fighting on and on. What time keeps turning. Regenerate, exterminate, and even though we are the same, why don't you hop into your ship and leave me burning? Men, we have our contrasts. We're of exactly the same class, and our constant companion is death. Look at you, fashioning people into weapons. How can you say that you're better than me? We both carry the fire that is sent to devour life. Just keep fighting on and on While time keeps turning Regenerate, exterminate And even though we are the same Why don't you hop into your ship And leave me burning We both carry the fire That has the power to end life But what I do with that flame Is what separates our types If it takes till the end of reality To beat you Then I'll be sure to meet you at the exits of the world. Exterminate, and even though we aren't the same, why don't you hop into my ship? And we can settle this, and we can settle this. Exterminate, regenerate, and all that it isn't too late to end what seems impossible. And if time's ending, regenerate, exterminate, and even though we aren't the same, why don't you hop into my ship? Travel time together We can settle this forever I think it says a lot about us that we've both heard that song before and 
that while we turned it on to listen to, to talk about, we, we ended up just talking about, about our favourite episodes of Doctor <laughs> Who for and, three and a half minutes. But it, because we have heard it before, it, as you said, it's a good song for a Doctor Who fan. It's it was a bit modern series because there's a whole locking the Doctor in war with the Daleks, which mm. is more in the new series than the old series. Is you know the Time Lords fought the Daleks and that's great last great time war, etc. But anyway, yeah. that's a nerdy song for you. Now that I'm more back, more back, I'm more back in the world of modern broadband. I could probably do a bit more research into songs. So if you have a song, yep. send it to me at greg at smartstuff.org. I will. Not you. Listeners. I wasn't talking to you. You could tell I was staring down at this thing. I was, okay. making, I was making eye contact, but, you know, it was weird eye contact. I was, like, I was going, I hope he doesn't hear what I'm saying. I hope my eyes my eyes are saying one thing, my mouth is saying the other. So send an email to greg at smartenough.org or batman at smartenough.org because <laughs> I've given you a nickname now. Thank you. So if you send an email to batman at smartenough.org, it will actually go to Craig. Yay! So those those of you who can't work it out, I'm Greg at smartenough.org. And I'm Dan at smartenough.org. Jump into the forums, seeing that we tell people all the time to do it. If you want to have anything to talk about in the podcast, definitely get into the forums and talk away. Write down your ideas and we will argue back and forth and call you silly heads. Also, if you're thinking about supporting this podcast, we never ask for money, not, and I'm not going to ask for money now, but if you go onto iTunes, then you can always review the podcast, or at least rate it. It will take you six seconds to rate it, and it might take you a minute or two to review the podcast. This yep. will help us a lot. It will move us higher in the podcast ratings. More people will hear us, and you'll be surrounded by like-minded individuals. And thank you for everyone who participated in the survey, and to everyone who follows us on Twitter. Oh! What? We have an entry for the zombie. <gasps> we do. We forgot very quickly. We have an entry. One whole entry. This person is going to win, and I'm going to declare the next podcast we do, we will have the accent. We will pick the accent winner, and we will pick the zombie winner as well. Yeah, So, and that will be recorded on the first Sunday of August. It's all very confusing. Don't ask me that. Just get it to us quickly. So get get Don't. it to us then. So send it now. Send it now. Get it to us Listening right now. Listening to it now. Send right. it now. Forget all that stuff. Uh, what's important also, if someone also asks, the podcast always comes out on the third Sunday of the month. Third Sunday of the month is when the podcast comes out. And the point five then comes out two weeks after that. Yep. So the fifth Sunday of the month. Now, <laughs> there probably won't be a point five this month. We're sorry. Because we don't have to. Yeah, that was the yeah. rules. Yeah, so look, keep your. We rule- definitely have to put out a full one, but the point point ones are just when there's extra stuff. Probably not going to be one. I'm a bit busy traveling to the other side of the planet, and I'm a neo luddite, so I um. I don't, I don't trust. Tr- I don't trust Greg to uh, to, <laughs> he to edit it properly. He really, all oh, was the passwords. I'm trapped in my own kingdom. That's what it is. I'm like, <laughs> oh yes, Greg, you are an equal partner. No, you can't go in that room. No, you should sit down and eat your dinner. You're in the gilded cage. That's right. <laughs> you have been listening to Smart Enough to Know Better. We will be back next month with more excitement and more science, more comedy, and more ignorance. See ya. From fossilized insects that had bitten the dinosaurs that were encased in amber. In amber. Amber's awesome. It's like a fossilized stone. You know, if you rub it on your trousers, you can get electricity. Dinosaurs! Sorry, sorry. I just started thinking of static electricity. So I've, I've cloned dinosaurs. Did you use static electricity? No. Why are you ruining my sketch? <laughs> I'm just telling you that I've extracted the DNA to recreate the dinosaurs. Holy shit! I know! (laughs) I think I've pooped myself with excitement! Pooped! All this stuff is going after the credits, you (laughs) motherfucker! There's like a dribble of excitement down my leg! That's how excited! Please stop! (laughs) Alright, let's do this, come on.
You sure? Yeah, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready now. That, that, that's that thing, you know, we, we were kind of going, oh, I'm a bit tired. I'm also a bit tired. Bam! I'm not tired anymore. You're frustrated and angry. Yeah, my pulse is going <laughs> in a million miles a minute. It's all going to be great. Let's do this thing. Where'd you get that idea from? The film Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton. Brilliant! I know! Why hasn't anyone checked other science fiction stories? We could make a giant moon and chase and blow up planet Dinosaurs! Sorry. Off track again there. Dinosaurs. That really wasn't meant. That just happened. Go. I have created. <laughs> I've created dinosaurs. I've <sighs> oh, no, created dinosaurs. I know. Dogs are friendly. Yes. Some of them are poisonous and can kill you if you ate them and lick them. Some of them could give you... Oh, I'm doing it again. <laughs> Sorry. Some of them are static. <laughs> you can rub a frog on you and pick up pieces of paper. Amber frogs. That's their sticky tongue. <laughs> I don't know how it ends. I think it's how it ends. I don't know. Ah. Oh. We could, we could do it. Hang on, let's do it together. They did the first bit. A bit. Sorry, I was doing the bass. Oh, what was I doing? You were doing the melody. Was I? No. Oh. Yeah. That's some musical talk right there. <laughs> In the planet Earth, yeah. just, where do you think... Sorry, girl comes, he has a pipe. Thank you for... Um... Could you please not out-weird out him today? Yes, He's we... bad enough. <laughs> well, I, I don't need help. You see people on, like, Dancing with the Stars go, And I, I, I will always love you. They do. You watch. They're not that far, but they they do take it away. They like go. Ah, can't help falling enough. Tell the falsetto note. Yeah, no, I can. Mm. I can't actually sing high, but I can. I can do the falsetto. I can do it from well, That's singing high. Is it? Yeah, it's oh. called falsetto. Well, there you go. I can sing. <laughs>